Hey, Matt, your fly is open. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> Welcome to Plausible Foolishness. I am one of the two kings of the Rube Empire, the Philosopher King, the Ivory Tower, the Mad Scientist ba Matt. No, my fly isn't open. <laughs> and well, I have a perspective be. on things. With me is the guy who's about to get fired, the Kick-Ass Duke. Yay! I can go to bed early! <laughs> <laughs> He's the right hand of the kings. He's the producer. Most of the time. Dusty. Dusty. I think my See, I need audio is just a I need hair. Ray to do that. Sorry, I'm, I think my audio is just a hair staticky. So let me try to fix that. All right. So uh, it's Wednesday night. How you feeling? Yes, it is. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Doing good. I I understand we promised them that we were going to read an article tonight. Yeah, if, there, we was, have that if article? there was if there was nothing uh better to talk about. If it was slow again. Well. But and it, it was, I think, kind of slow again today. But I found an even funnier yeah. article. Okay. Um and so we're gonna talk about that one. And it's Ooh. it's about our the it's about the story that just won't end. The story that they just won't stop talking about. Is it is it written by Lamb Chop? No, it's not. <laughs> um, and I think maybe one tenth of our audience understands that joke. <laughs> well, you know, you have to be old enough to understand it. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Uh, it's about the January 6th Capitol Lights. That's right. They're Alliance. still, still a talking thing? about They're still talking about it. They're still... Wasn't that like four hours of absolutely nothing but yes. chanting, uh, let's go Brandon? <laughs> kind of. With um, Punctuated by a, a very dangerous and very... Um, uh, violent tour of the Capitol building. <laughs> eh, that's funny. You mean violent for the protesters, right? Vi yeah, basically. Violent for the people who got arrested and are still in holding with uh, no bail. and uh, Violent um, for the um, computers that they stole. Um, the, 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 the one the that we know that of. One guy stole. Yeah. The podium that he moved around. I don't even think he took it out of the building. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're still talking about it. They still want to 
paint the narrative as it being this horrific evil that uh that um that you know just just punctuated trump's um just monstrous administration and um these people and it's just sickening and it, it makes me angry and i don't want to feel that way so i want to laugh at these people now i want to laugh at these people because they're pathetic they're extremely well, yeah. extremely pathetic and you'll see this as we read this article it it's just it's just a joke which is why we titled it and it's based on a, a new documentary that hbo the article is about a documentary that hbo is producing and I guess it's coming out soon. Uh, and the, the, I guess the article the writer got to see it about the yes about the riots. Um, wait 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 wait. Which riots? Are you talking about the BLM riots where they killed no, twenty seven no. people? No, we don't want to talk about that. Millions, no, thousands of buildings. No, billions of dollars worth of damage. Definitely not. Um, killed multiple people. That, those riots. That that must be what you're talking about. No, because no, the, why why would HBO it, the, make a? The t- yeah, the title of the. Uh, the title of the documentary is Four Hours at the Capitol. So it's not any of those riots. Because they weren't at the Capitol. Um, hmm. It's definitely... Yeah, it's also not about Chaz. You know, which... Uh, really? Which took over a section of a city. And yeah, in which people got murdered. Station. Yeah, two people got murdered. Um, weapons were used. Um uh, People got hurt, beat mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Uh, didn't even one of the buildings, the mayor, mayor's house, got attacked? Well, eventually it started moving towards the mayor's house, and that's when she finally took action. Before that, it was the summer of love all over again. That's all uh-huh. it was. All right? Yeah. But, but then it started to, started to show up on her front lawn, and then it was time to... to do something, you know. But it's chess. Yeah, chess. Yeah. But it's chess. <laughs> so pathetic. <laughs> All of this is pathetic. But um let's let's have a good laugh. Okay? Please. I'm ready for it. I got my Star Wars cup, my tea. I'm ready for a laugh. Alright. I'm gonna bring up the article. Right now. Boom. And no, it's not El Grey hot. <laughs> Look at this picture. Look at this picture that they use. <laughs> okay. This is... this. It's like made to look like the building is on fire. They blew it out like crazy to make that yeah. look like that. Complete garbage. This is not... This is not accurate. Not at all factual. Yeah, there's no fire yeah. here. This is, there's no fires here. This is just people no. protesting. All right. They didn't burn anything. Didn't burn a thing. Just BLM, waved their flags. BLM burned stuff. Now there were a couple Antifa people burned stuff. There were a couple people, and you can see them on video who are trying to break windows and stuff like that. But if you watch the video long enough, you see the rest of the people in the crowd shouting at them to stop and pulling them away from the windows. Because those people were not part of this crowd. Those people were Antifa agitators. Just like the guy who was there when 
Ashley Babbitt got shot. Yep. An actual Antifa uh, uh, member and uh, an agitator there. But this is the title of the article. January 6th wasn't a riot. It was war. Four hours at the Capitol, a new HBO documentary is a vivid, terrifying picture of violent insurrection. Except it wasn't violent, and it wasn't an insurrection. No. Um, Also... Wasn't there a a trial, something about impeachment, um, and they found no evidence? Well, there's lots, yeah. Of Trump's participation? Don't let little things like facts stop you from rewriting history. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was going off of facts. Yeah. Facts, schmack. Facts don't (laughs) matter in progressive history, okay? Yeah, yeah. Our modern interpretations and feelings are all that matter when we're we're looking at history. How, How dare I confuse you with facts? Yeah. You're a terrible person. Now let's get back to the article. All right. Okay. So my first thought is, we have a tendency in our culture today to think that if it's a, if it's a part of a documentary, that means it's legit. Oh, real. And that is not true. Not really. Just because something has the the the. Just because something is called a documentary, doesn't mean that the information that is presented to you isn't biased. You know. Yep. You would hope that it isn't, or you would hope that you're getting a complete picture, but you're not always. So you can't take it as gospel, but we have a tendency to do so. Kind of like the uh, Flat, Earth, Flat Earthers documentary. Yeah, there's stuff like that. Um, the the, the SeaWorld documentary, Blackfish. Landing. It was garbage. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, there were some elements Completely of truth. You know, what they did in the 70s was real. That's what they, they did. But that's long gone, you know? Yeah. And whatever. Anyway, we could go into that for a Almost while, too. 50 years behind us. Yeah. Um, but let's read the article. In the days and weeks after the okay. storming of the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, commentators and media outlets grappled with the question of what to call that event. Uh... The Capitol protests. Done. Language is sticky. It clarifies and obfuscates the truth, depending on who's wielding it. You mean people like you? Who purposefully use it to obfuscate the truth? And who purposefully make it sticky? For that reason? Yeah. This is projection. This is this is this is what they always do. They always tell you what they're doing. Language is yeah. sticky. It clarifies and obfuscates the to. truth depending on who's wielding it. Now, because I've said that, you think that I'm clarifying, but really, what I'm doing is obfuscating. January sixth was described as, or likened to, a riot, a tourist visit, an insurrection, a peaceful protest, and a coup attempt, and yet. Watching four hours at the Capitol, Jamie Roberts' tight, unsettling new HBO documentary about that day, another word seemed more appropriate to me. 
one that most of the participants in interviewed in the film might agree on. More than anything else, January 6th was war. Ugh. War, war usually implies that there's uh, usually some sort of major violence. Now, if you're talking about a war of ideas, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was okay. definitely that. But I don't. The, okay, but that's I, I, not I, what she's talking I, I about. I could. No, no, that's not. No, is she talking about a physical warfare? Yeah, basically. Because. Um, maybe maybe a war it's physical maybe warfare. this is, okay it's it or or it's uh equivalent to you know the war on women the war on drugs the war on poverty the war on you know uh lgbtq blah 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 you know all their their garbage wars that don't ever accomplish anything and aren't real or aren't really a threat you know that kind of a war. There's nothing to really, there's no person to fight. It's an idea to fight. Yeah. So. Uh, Which gets back to what you said. It's a war of ideas. It is a war of ideas, but she's going to get or much ideology. more dramatic, much more dramatic. And it's, it's just laughable. Oh, I'm sure. There have been a number of incisive breakdowns of that day, including day of rage the New York Times 40-minute film detailing how the attack was strategized and executed, and how, you mean by the FBI? And how President Donald Trump and his allies fomented mass anger and even seemed to encourage the violence. Listen to this. So let's take that apart. Seemed to encourage the violence. She says seemed because she can't say encourage the violence because he, he absolutely did not. And he didn't even seem to encourage the violence if you have a brain in your head, but seemed is yes. subjective so she can get away with it. Now, did they foment mass anger? I... Eh, the anger was already there because we, yes. none of us believed the that frustration was already the election there. was legit. Sorry. Correct. But, uh, but they didn't, you know, but did they encourage no the anger? Yes. Did they encourage violence? Absolutely not. Not once did they do that. Not once. But again, they actually encouraged. Yeah, peaceful. Yes, peaceful. Over and over again, he actually said he denounced violence. Let's be peaceful and encouraged yes. peaceful protest. These people yeah. are garbage. Yeah. Four hours at the Capitol isn't as analytical as the New York Times' forty-minute garbage film. Um, <laughs> or as thorough in its parsing of all the information that's emerged. What information? You mean like the 10,000 hours of uh, video that's been um, held back? Talking about that? Yeah. You mean all the video surveillance of everything going on? Yeah, yeah. I, there's a ton of cameras yeah. in the Capitol but building, and we've seen almost none of that footage. We've seen some of it, and it's all... And none of it corroborates what they're saying, but Correct. you know, except for that, except for that, 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 except for what was happening when Ashley Babbitt got shot. And again, that was that was fomented by somebody, not Trump, but an Antifa member again. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. And my question for you is this. Okay. That was all filmed from, what was it, three perspectives, two cell phones, and one security camera? Yeah. yeah. So that wasn't even Did, capital footage. Why, really. didn't, why didn't they release the footage of the camera on the other side of the hall? You mean the one that showed again, who, got, who shot, the, shot the person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. It, it's, a, it's a camera facing the other side of the barrier. You can see it in the footage. Mm-hmm. And that footage has never been released. At yeah. least I've never seen it. And, frankly, if you watch the footage, it's weird as all get out. Because a woman gets shot. And there's a group of people, and nobody freaks out. Nobody. They help her. Yeah. They pull her back, and they they and they like get some help. And then they just stand around. Somebody just got shot. You're not even a remotely worried that you're gonna get shot, right? It's, it's, I'm sorry, it's if somebody just got crazy. Shot, I'd be backing away until I yeah. It's the craziest going on. footage ever. Ridiculous. Anyway. Doesn't make sense. Not at all. None of it. Anyway, okay. So continuing. So uh, it's not it's not as analytical and it's not thorough in its parsing of all the information, but its immersiveness offers something else. The emotion that it that it engenders offers is 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 a great offering. In other words, with his rigidly chronological framing and his interviews with people who were present at the Capitol that day. Roberts captures the extent to which both sides were engaging in combat. This dynamic emerges over and over again throughout different accounts and video clips. One clash between Capitol Police officers and pro-Trump extremists is referred to by a participant as the battle for the tunnel. Different interviewees describe fighting on the front line, engaging in hand-to-hand combat, and in the case of one police officer, the strangeness of walking through his own colleague's blood. What the heck are they talking about? (laughs) Seriously. We've seen none of that. None of that. Walking through his own colleague's blood. uh, Nobody died that day. So what blood? It it was was probably AOC's when she was running away. Oh, gotcha. You you mean when she was six blocks away? No, she was there. She was there. No, she said no, she no, was no. there. No, no, no. She was she was in a building six blocks away, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, strange. The only blood is the little that we get from Ashley Babbitt in the video, so that we've seen, that that's right? been shown to us, you know. But these people were yeah. there, so their interviews matter. Also, um, I, I wanted to say, uh, you know, Elijah Schaefer was there, filming. As a as a as a member of the press, walking around with the people inside the Capitol, filming it all, right? Yes. And he was going to be a part of this documentary until he realized that it wasn't going to be fair and honest, and so he pulled out. And it, he said it was really messy. But there was a, he said you mentioned on his uh, podcast today, uh, slightly offensive, that another guy stayed on. And has since said that, yeah, they, they ripped apart his interview um, and, you know, did not do it justice. And, uh, yeah, go figure. 
Go figure. Surprise, surprise. But we're not going to get that gonna, perspective in this article either, because, you know. You know they're going to cherry pick. Yeah. Especially HBO. Come on, HBO's. Look what they did with season six and seven of uh, Game of Thrones. Ugh. <laughs> they just yeah. ruined it. Yeah. And that's not even a documentary. All right. In a scene nope. that seems ripped right out of a Bruce Willis movie, a police commander shouts, We are not losing the U.S. Capitol today. Do you hear me? Okay. Okay. <laughs> As, you know, I mean, we're not going to lose, the, we're not losing the U.S. Capitol today, but we pulled back the barriers and we opened the doors for them. But whatever. Like most people, I watched January 6th unfold from my couch where the cognitive dissonance of seeing men in full tactical gear and Confederate army cosplayers traipsing through the Capitol's hallways was undercut by a genuine horror about what might happen next. TV news showed how easily the small number of Capitol police officers present that day were overwhelmed. No. Again, wrong. They weren't overwhelmed. They opened the doors. They walked them through. And they carefully walked through... I mean, we see them walking through the, uh, the the truncheons, you know? Okay, there's one scene that I remember seeing, and it was a uh, Capitol Security guard running up the stairs and then running down a hallway mm-hmm. with the uh, people that entered the building and were following him. They weren't doing anything to him. Nope. They didn't attack him. They didn't have weapons. They were literally just following him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember one of the officers escorting people into the room, escorting uh, what's his face, a MAGA shaman. Yeah, into the into that room where they where they, I I don't know if it was the main Congress, you know, where Congress meets or some other smaller venue for meetings, but uh, you know. Just and then asking them not to, you know, mess anything up because you know this place is sacred, and they're all like, "Yeah, yeah, we're not here to mess anything up. We're good. Yeah, we're just walking around." <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Matter of factly, <laughs> four hours at the Capitol documents how fiercely they fought to keep the insurrectionists from overwhelming the building and reaching members of Congress. Robert sweeps viewers quickly into the day, starting with an assembly of Proud Boys on the National Mall, who seem disturbingly primed for violence, even at 10.35 in the morning. Around noon, after Trump declares, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Yes. What did he say next? Oh, nothing. You're not going to answer that, because you're a scumbag. His followers start heading to the Capitol, a makeshift army equipped with flags, weapons, even a hangman's platform. A real one? What? Doubtful. Highly doubtful. A symbolic one, sure. Because uh, you work for us. They work for us. Yeah. We pay them. Yep. Four hours lets its subject speak without interjection or correction. Lie. A decision that seems to respect yep. its audience's ability to reason out the logical gaps. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the people interviewed who stormed... Where did you place those gaps? What's that? 
where did they place those gaps? Right in the convenient places that fit their narrative? Yeah, exactly. Most of the people interviewed who stormed the Capitol that day seem either savvy enough to avoid self-incrimination or steeped in self-delusion. <laughs> in other words, they couldn't get the get them to say what they wanted them exactly. to say. Roberts occasionally editorializes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Occasionally he editorializes. Following up a scene in which a Georgia car dealer recalls how proud he was that day to see the American spirit that was on display. Damn right. With footage of people smashing the windows of the Capitol with body shields stolen from cops. Again, but not showing the footage of the of people smashing the windows of the Capitol, being pulled away from that and told not to do that. We don't do that. You're not, and these people aren't part of us. Whatever. But there's something yep. striking in seeing people on two sides of a very recent conflict discuss the opposing roles they played in it. Quote, they were trying to kill us. There was no doubt in my mind, says Michael Fanone, an officer who was dragged away from his colleagues by a crowd, beaten and tasered, resulting in a mild heart attack and a brain injury. Where, Where is that? We've never heard that. That should have been frontline CNN front page uh, uh, radical group attacks police officer. Yeah, they tried to do that. I've never seen that they headline. Tried, well, we did see that headline, but it was all a lie. It was from people who got, uh, who had, it was from a guy who had a stroke days later. Oh, that guy? Yeah, we saw, we saw that. that said he got we saw that headline, but it was a lie based on that guy. And then another yes. guy who committed suicide a week later was, has also been thrown in. Yeah. Which none of those were because of the, the lie. Yeah. None of that. They've never been able to pin one thing on the, on, on the liars. Not that we've seen, no. not that I've seen. Uh, I'll continue. There was a lot of fighting between patriotic people and Capitol Police, is how the proud boy Bobby Pickles puts it, likening January 6th to 1776 because it reminds us of revolting against our government, which is... And that's a good thing! The breadth of people for... <laughs> the breadth of people for hours includes adds emotional texture to its presentation of events. Roberts interviews both Democratic and Republican members of Congress. Let me get. Let me guess. People like uh, Mitch McCollum, probably uh, Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney. You know, yeah, scumbag, basically Democrats. Um, as well as Democrats the aides, with an in front of their name. as well as the aides who hid in dark rooms, afraid they were going to be killed. Representative Ruben Gallego of Arizona, of Arizona, go figure describes the violent plan he made if he had to fight to survive. While Connecticut's Rosa DeLauro recalls phoning her husband to tell him that she loved him in case she didn't make it out alive. Representative Buddy Carter of Did Georgia... Did she make it out alive? What's that? Did she make it out yeah, alive? she was untouched. None of them were touched. Yeah. Representative Buddy Carter of Georgia enthusiastically recalls needing to fight the certification of of Joe Biden's electoral electoral victory, but seems frustrated that other others took his words too literally. But they didn't. How could you all be so stupid? Guys, we were winning, he says, exasperated. We were winning the moral wars. 
And yet nothing changed. The moral, we were, we were winning the moral wars. We've been winning the moral wars for decades now, haven't we? We've been winning the moral wars and uh, wars ever since we uh, freed the slaves. Yeah. Since Republicans, Republicans. Yes, we've been winning. Freed the slaves. And since we almost entirely um, voted in the Civil Rights Act. Since Republicans, yes, repealed, Ro, um, uh, not Roe v. Wade, Jim Crow uh, laws. the Jim Crow laws. Thank you. Yeah, we've been, win- we've been winning moral that. wars left and right, and standing on civility, and being civil, and being and being, um, you know, holding our tongue and 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 being classy, right. And getting nowhere. Except for those three things we mentioned. Women's suffrage. Women's suffrage was also one of the things that the Republican Party voted 100% yes, Democrats 100% no. What happened? We got it ended. Yep. We got women to vote. We've been paying for it ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you? Come on. Um, Come on. Oh, yeah. I did fix it. Hit the button. How dare you? Yeah, except it's all... uh, It's all... Glitchy. uh, Yeah, glitchy, unfortunately. Um, What's clear watching the documentary is how much worse things could have been. What might have happened if the horde screaming Nancy Pelosi's name had gotten to her? How bloody the day might have become had more police officers used their weapons? How many more cops and rioters might have died? <laughs> How bloody the day might have become had more police officers used their weapons. True, because the only ones who yeah. got violent, who got truly violent with another person, were, were the, the officers. Officer. Yeah. Uh, as it was... One. One officer died the next day after suffering two strokes. While four died by suicide in the weeks after the battle. Four? Where is that number coming from? Like the Capitol, months ago we read that article, we read that note from the Capitol Police. Talking about January 6th, and they only mentioned two people. One, the guy who suffered strokes. Yes. And his family said it had nothing to do with what happened in the Capitol. He was in poor health. Yep. And he went to the the hospital after that. Didn't happen during. He didn't have a stroke during the riot. What? He wasn't. He wasn't yeah. hit in the head like yeah, he they, was supposedly they hit in them. the head with a fire extinguisher, but that didn't happen. No, and then that was a lie. They, they, the Capitol Police themselves only mentioned one person who committed suicide. 
in the weeks Correct. after. And now it's four people died by suicide in the weeks after the battle. That makes me, and this is, now this is speculation. We're in conspiracy theory uh, mode right now. <laughs> this is a fun mode. That makes me believe that they were that they didn't commit suicide, that they were suicided because they were aiming to speak out against this narrative. But that's just um, me. I mean, did they run into somebody named Killery? Yes, it was uh it was um <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to <laughs> you know you know how the you know how the Babylon Bee will like um they'll make those articles after somebody dies and like you know it was like a like if they died in an Italian if they committed suicide in a in 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 like an Italian restaurant or something like that it'll be like uh uh Hilaria Clintonini you know <laughs> or whatever something ridiculous yeah. like that <laughs> they're they're geniuses at it so i'm not even gonna try to jump into the realm yeah they uh uh, the, uh a uh an electrician showed up by the name of uh hillary clinton um <laughs> Okay. One pro-Trump extremist, extremist was fatally shot in the Capitol. One died of an amphetamine overdose. Okay. And two died of medical events related to heart conditions. What does any of that have to do with the, the riots? Was, was the dude who died of an amphetamine overdose dosing during the riots and he died then? No. The, the heart conditions... What was that? They were standing for hours, hours to get there. There were literally hundreds of thousands of people there. Yeah. The wife of Jeffrey Smith. Anytime you get that many people. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. The wife of Jeffrey Smith, a D.C. police officer who took his own life with his service weapon nine days after the attack, says that her husband was a completely different person when he arrived home that evening. There was obviously something that happened that changed him. I would argue it wasn't the riots. It was um, the threat that was uh, made against him, possibly by members of the, the government that he served. Again, entirely speculation. Um, yep. You know, there's no proof of that. But frankly, uh, I'd be surprised if there's any proof, any proof that it was related to the horrors he saw at the Capitol riots, this is a joke. Yeah. I mean, where, where's the footage? I want to see the footage and I will, if the footage is convincing, I will completely renounce everything I've said about the, the riots. But as far yep. as I'm concerned, they're, they remain riots. <laughs> Capital police officers are equipped to deal with violence and threats to their lives. They're not trained for warfare, which is what must have made January 6th and their task of defending the U.S. Capitol seem so absurd. The last time a massive insurrectionist forced their way into the building was in 1814, 
when British forces set fire to the capital. Those aren't insurrectionists. Those were literally a aggressive. That was an invading army. army from another from another nation. That was an invading army. Yeah. God, these people are morons. Forced their way into the building was in 1840. Okay, when uh, set fire to the Capitol, the White House and the United States Treasury. Never before 2021 had the Confederate flag been paraded through the seat of the U.S. government. Who cares? Even now, as my colleague David A. Graham wrote earlier this week, pro-Trump factions are trying to redefine January 6th as a mythic symbol, a new lost cause. But what four hours at the Capitol captures is impossible to deny. Pro-Trump forces went to war against the American officers charged with defending democracy. What? Okay. I'm going to flip the script a little bit here. Okay. Um, prior to January 6th, almost for a year... Oh, well, actually, this has been going on for quite a long time. The media has been absolutely trashing police officers as being part of a racist... um, Systemic... uh, Systemic, thank you. Systemic racist system. Yep. But now, because it suits their narrative, they're coming to the aid of the police officer. Well, and we have already seen that, that, that they've used this to open up intelligence gathering branches in Florida and in uh, in Tampa, Florida, and in California, and with plans to open more in other states. Now the Capitol Police are an intelligence gathering agency. Since Yet what? another intelligence gathering agency. What? NID, CIA, FBI. NSA. NSA. How many more alphabets do we need? Seriously, how many? 10, 20, 30? We don't. We need we need less. We need zero. I agree. This is this is it, it's so pathetic and so laughable, but they will not stop trying to make this narrative true. They're just following the, in the steps of Hitler. Right. To be very bold and very um, not PC, it was wasn't it was it not Hitler who said that if you just repeat a lie often enough, it will become the truth. People will believe it's the truth. Yeah, that's what they're trying to yeah. do. They're just repeating the yeah. lie over and over and over again. It didn't happen. Not in the way they're t- saying it, it, Not that from it did. anything that we've seen. We've only been told stuff that happened. And then told, right? and then, and then come to find out that half that stuff isn't true. And we're, and we're finding, I mean, I think it was just this last week. We've, we more evidence that the FBI was responsible for, for, um, for organizing this stuff. Yeah. Didn't they try to organize another one where like almost nobody showed up except, except each for other. them? Yeah. Yes. And they almost arrested a dude who was undercover. And then they pull out his badge and, Oh, sorry. Yeah. 
it's, it's clear it's, as day it's, that it's, he's one of they're them. They're a joke. It's a joke. This is a joke, and we need to we need to laugh in their faces when they try to shove this stuff down our throats. If we don't, if we don't fight this, and we don't laugh in their faces and mock them endlessly for this kind of nonsense, they will eventually turn the tide, and this will become history. Mm-hmm. And they'll use it. The, the, why do you think they they're they're pushing so hard? They want to use it. They've already expanded the Capitol yeah. Police into an intelligence gathering agency in multiple states. The Capitol isn't in multiple states. They're gonna push it even farther. They want they want to push this as far as they can get it. And they this is this goes along with the 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 idea of of conservatives and um you know conservatives and so on being domestic terrorists right yeah yeah um it goes along with the moms at the school boards you know these parents at school boards being domestic terrorists who need to be investigated by the FBI you know they want if you they want if you think a certain way they want to create a cultural narrative where you, it's okay that you are watched, that you are held back, that you are, um, that you are uh, incarcerated ultimately, that you are labeled a terrorist and 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 excluded from society. That's the what they're trying they to do. Can, the more that they can control how we're viewed, the more that they can control that to ignore what we're saying. Mm-hmm. To, um, devaluate or no? Devalue what we're trying to say. Yes. And say, no, no, no. Because the they don't have an crazy. argument against no, what we're trying to say. They have no yeah. argument against us. So they have to change how we're viewed. Yes. It's, there's, it's so disgusting and so nefarious and insidious it makes me sick to my stomach. But ultimately, we have to laugh. Great. Like, you're not going to win this. And, you, and your attempt to is a joke. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> it sickens me, man. It, this really oh, yeah. pisses me off. This is one of those... The, the, the fact that this story is still being talked about this event is still being talked about is one of my buttons. It's a new button. But it's still a thing. It's a new button well, and they won't stop they, pushing it. What else do they have? What else do they have? What? What? Not much. They couldn't impeach Trump. No. They tried twice. Couldn't do it. They were uh, able they refused to, 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 to make a selection. But, uh... Yeah. But how well is that turning out for them? There's so much infighting right now over their super trillion dollar plan that is awful. And everybody knows we can't pass this. Yeah. Because it's just going to enrage people to the point where they're all gone. Totally. And they can't do that. They can't do that. No. 
So it's not good stuff, man. Yeah, they they got nothing. They got nothing. But but they're still in control of a lot of the levers. We need, we need to take those levers yeah. away from them. It's this is bad. Oh, they still got HBO. So I mean, there you hopefully go. the good is the good news is that nobody's gonna watch this documentary because they're busy watching Dune or uh, <laughs> you know or the new Peacemaker uh, series that they're making. Have you seen that? Or new Cowboy Bebop. New Cowboy Bebop. What? The live action Cowboy Have Bebop. You seen a live action Cowboy Bebop. Netflix. Scene for scene, shot for shot. Oh, really? Okay, Live action good. Cowboy Bebop. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'm they're casting. Very excited. Comes out on the night. Their casting isn't garbage. Uh, it's actually pretty good. 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 It's actually. I, I'd have to say it's probably one of the better castings that's that good. Netflix has done. Wow. And Spike's going to be gay, but everybody, whatever. No, it'll probably be Ed. What? Well, you know, like when uh, net, the the running gag is Netflix. Uh, you know, the, oh, the best they can do be for gay. a character is you know gay. Like they they show the Pawn Stars well, guys uh, and, and and they're the Netflix symbol and it says, "I'm sorry, the best I can do for you is gay." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, so they have to make somebody gay. Yeah. Of course they might. Well, hopefully everybody will be distracted with great shows like that. Uh, well, I'm hoping there are great shows like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, have you? Are you familiar with the Wheel of Time? Wheel of Time, no. Oh. Okay. You like fantasy, right? Yeah. What was that? What? That didn't yeah, sound I like, like a man who likes what? fantasy. That doesn't sound I like a man fantasy. who likes fantasy. Okay. You en- I enjoy fantasy. However, however what? My uh my my favorite is sci-fi. Okay. So you like I enjoy sci-fi, but my favorite is fantasy. Oh. Exactly. Um Okay, but I but even then if you asked me do you like sci-fi, I wouldn't be like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I like sci-fi. Yeah, I enjoy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you sounded like I guess kinda. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. The Wheel of Time is a series written by a man named Robert Jordan, um, and then finished by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. And uh, it's really excellent. It's like fourteen, fourteen to sixteen books long. Oh wow! Okay, it's very long, and but good. That's that's actually not that long for me. Well, I'm used to much longer. What's longer? Orson Scott Card, Ender's Game. Really? I thought it was like six books. What? Ender's Game. No, it's closer to twenty-two now. Yeah. Really? I had no yeah. idea because I've read. His, the original trilogy and, and Ender's Shadow trilogy. Yep. And then I knew there was one book there's, after that. There's four books in Ender's Shadow. There's six books okay, four in books, whatever. the Ender's series. Six, six books. Six. Um, and then you have uh, four books 
for the first bugger war and four books for the second bugger war. Okay, I, I've never seen so, any of those. 18. And then there's two side books that are the only the only difference though is that this is this is that is kind of the retelling of stories from different perspectives. No, nope. Sure, it is. There, there. No, because okay, you have the first bugger war that tells about what happened in there. Yeah. Then you have the second bugger war that tells what happened there, and it's all from different characters' perspectives. Sure. And, exactly. And uh, the same thing with you mostly, got Ender's story, and then Ender Shadow is is. The same events taking place in a different area, obviously, but from Bean's well, perspective, it's like the same time period, right? Well, the first book was. And then from there, because you're following Bean, you follow his the rest of his life cycle. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I mean, Getting it's... married, having kids, and then sending them off into relativistic speed. And the last book is his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's how Peter Which, became the hegemon and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but like, we're it's it's all these events happened in Ender's, you know, Ender's original story. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. But in, you're seeing his, you're seeing how it part. happened. Whereas, yeah. So it's 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 similar. There's a lot of books, but. The Wheel of Time is linear, fourteen books long, like from start to okay. finish. You know, here's the beginning of the story. The fourteenth book is the end of the story, and the books are like oh, okay. crazy thick because it's epic fantasy. So, like, gotcha. I'm on page six hundred of book one, and I still have like two hundred more pages. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wonder if they have them in audio book. They do. They do. I've I've oh I just hit the mic sorry, um, I've read I've read the series but I'm rereading it because Amazon is doing a live action series based on the books. It's looking you know to be in some ways loosely based because there's some things that you're just like why they didn't need to do that why are they doing that uh, it better still be good. But it was, it's little things so far from trailers, but hopefully it doesn't become big things where you want to just, you know, yeah. commit seppuku. Uh, I, I, Ender's Game, the movie. Oh, that's that's all you have to say. Ender's yeah. Game, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just absolute god-awful garbage. I don't care if the actors are good. The story is horrible because they could not get it right. I mean, Ender's Game is. Thank a... you for making Ender's sixteen. Yeah, love that. Yeah, Ender's Game is a tough one. Like, it's a great book. Yeah, great book. Really, okay. really, really good book. I didn't much like his story after that, but um, I loved Ender's Shadow, but I didn't really care for his story after that. But um, Ender's Game, really? yeah, like I actually when he was doing I the Zeno stuff on the other story better. What? I like Bean story. Yeah, Bean yeah, story yeah. was great. I yeah, love that's what I'm saying. I, Ender's story was so so. That's what I'm saying. Ender's game was great. Ender's shadow series was great. The stuff after where he's older and doing the Xeno stuff on the other planet, like kind of genocide, kind of Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Um, 
kind of boring. Meh. Very. But um, uh, yeah, Ender's <laughs> Game is is so. It's brutal, and it's involving kids, and it's um, emotional, and and like uh, they'd be hard. It would be like it would be hard to make that movie accurately. I think. Yeah. But well, uh, one they cast their casting was horrible with the kids because they made all the kids too old. Yeah, but. Because they made, I mean, them, get, made him, they made them getting the emotional ranges pre- that they needed would have been difficult from kids the actual ages, I think. Oh yeah, but still, even then, they they were too old. <laughs> Ender, when he went to that school, was six. Yeah, yeah, six. He graduated when he was eight. Yeah. It's, he fought the buggers but, yeah. when he was nine. I mean, he was a super genius, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. We, um, I'm looking forward to Wheel we, of Time. Now I'm looking forward to this live-action Cowboy Bebop. I've always wanted to be... I always wanted to direct a live-action Trigun series. like a Not a series, oh, but oh, like oh. a, um, a three-movie trilogy. That would be awesome. I'd love to see a and, like I wanted to I had plans for the for the the commercials like the the teasers <laughs> and stuff cuz I think teasers mm-hmm. I think teasers and trailers should be part of the experience. And so yes. like all my trailers were scenes that we wouldn't be able to fit in to the actual movie because of time and stuff but would like ex- but it would expand upon the characters. Right. Oh, that would be cool. And then all the the oh, teaser. So you get to watch a teaser. The teaser <laughs> would have been very simple, just like the Matrix teaser, where all you saw was the code, and then Morpheus saying, "Um, Morpheus saying, uh, um, you can't be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Damn right, I need to see it for myself. I am going to see this movie." <laughs> So for for my Trigun teaser, especially the first movie, it was um you hear all you hear you it, it's black and you just hear the sound of bullets being put into a chamber. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it yeah. spins, you hear the chamber spin, and then when he clicks it, you see the gun, and then it for just for a quick flash and then it flashes away and then in in you know how in the in the original intro it would go when the music would go bum 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 the the the, the letters would appear try yeah. it would spell out trigon it would spell it out it would spell out trigon like that t r i g u n but with no music behind it so it would just be Ooh. dead silence after you saw the flash of the gun, T R I G U N, and then coming to <laughs> theaters, you know, whenever. Tell or me that would be Amazon awesome. Or Netflix or yeah, Hulu. Yeah. That'd be sick. I, I love it. I had the vision, but I'm not in <laughs> film. I, and I don't want to be a part of Hollywood, so. 
just be a producer. <laughs> yeah. We'll build our own Hollywood. You know. There you go. That doesn't make crappy Christian movies. <laughs> God. I hate I hate that. But that's a that's I, a topic for another day. We're we're way way past our time on humongous tr- tangents. Point. And on that note, thank you for watching, <laughs> first of all. And what you have been watching is Plausible Foolishness, the home of the Rube Empire, where the people are free, the taxes are voluntary, and we serve freshly roasted liberal logic every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. right here on twitch.tv slash Plausible Foolishness, YouTube, Facebook Live, anywhere you can get a podcast, Rumble, Instagram, and Minds.com. You've noticed the, the tracker up top. Please help us uh, reach our goal of $150 so that we can... Um, so that we can, uh, uh, you know, keep uh, keep the multi-streaming service that we pay for going, and um, and um, that you know you can find the donation link uh, in the liners or in the about section under taxes. Um, that's what we mean yep. by the taxes are voluntary. <laughs> um, thanks for we, watching. We, we love you guys. Peace out. Thank you, everybody.